Dispatching from Block Island, this is Allison Warfold, the Director of the Wellness and Risk Reduction Program at the Block Island Medical Center, and Kristen Bauman, Director of the Island Free Library. This is Wake Up Well, a community conversation around wellness in the COVID-19 crisis and beyond. Thanks for joining us. from the council, from the first warden, um, this idea that the broadband, this like island-wide broadband network, they see this as very pivotal to year-round living, that more people will come here because they can work here, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, well, yeah, what, what, what are they gonna do though, right? Like we live here because we love to live here. I don't think people just move somewhere because they can work there. Like, I don't think those people understand what it's like January, February, March, or even what it's like July and August if they only vacation or come to their own home that they own in September, right? Mm -hmm. So it's this sense of like, I think there's other prongs to that fork than just broadband. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to use broadband as a way to build community, which I think like there's an argument for that, but as you said, simply having it doesn't, you know, mean that it's attractive for more people to come here. We actually have to be a 12 month out of the year, attractive functioning community that values our year round community above pretty much everything else, in right. my opinion. Right. And I, I always, you know, when I hear you say that, I always think that's where um, our jobs connect, isn't it? That's what we do at the library. That's what you do at the medical center. Yeah. I think that is exactly it. For me, that's the rub. It's like, I do what I do and I'm passionate about what I do because I'm trying to add another dimension of healthcare to a community, my community that I think really deserves it and really needs it. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm the same. I'm passionate about this. And in fact, you know, so we win this we win this uh, award every year. Only library in Rhode Island to ever have been awarded it. I think we've won it 13 or 14 times. Um, it's all uh, data driven, right? It's statistics. It's about how many people come in this building, come to programs, how many programs we actually do, how many people use the computers. Um, one, two, three. And, and, it's, and it's by population size, right? So we get, and, and by your budget size. So we get lumped in with everybody I don't know, under 500,000 or between 500,000 and a million kind of thing. And we win every year based on the data of that. And sometimes I get like real flack from other Rhode Island libraries when I go to statewide meetings because they're like, well, you have all those summer people. And I think, no, if you really looked at those numbers, you would know that actually I'm doing all those programs in winter. Right. <laughs> That's my community who I work for. And yes, I do things in summer. And yes, people use this building in summer. But if you looked at those numbers, that would be, you know, winter programming and, and residents that are using this building and residents that are coming to programming and residents because they don't have broadband at home who have to use this building for internet, right? Right. I'm always like, no, the, the summer people are, are in um, political science, I think they call those free riders. 
because mm -hmm. they're actually not paying the taxes, right? The daily tourist, right? Right. So they're, they're free riding on our services. They're not paying for them. Um, so, you know, when I talked to the organization that gives out that um, distinction, he was like, no, you have to always understand you're working harder because of that community. Or the group of people that are coming in the summer, you know, for the day or whatever, transient, they are less invested in what's going on. So they show up for the internet, you know, they show up for the, the yeah. building, the AC, the things that are just very sort of like Maslow hierarchy of needs. <laughs> like, and when you run a winter program, you know, the year round community is showing up to something that really feeds them intellectually, gets them talking about things, maybe gives them social engagement. Like that is the stuff, the stuff that adds such a rich layer to everything going on here. Yeah. And, and I, as you said that, I was thinking, yeah, and, and, we can, and we do exactly what our goal is here with the podcast. You know, we hold community conversations, right? We host the medical center for them to talk about their plans and their ideas and their next steps, right? And yeah. we host, um, you know, speakers who come in here to talk about ticks. And then we host the, the South County Flyers and they do a production of Shakespeare, right? Like, so that enriching is, is such a key part of it. It's part of your mission. I think it says that in your, in your title, doesn't it? Enriching Island Life Since 18-something or other. So the story <laughs> on that is... Oh, boy. <laughs> so we worked on a logo this year, and we worked with Rosemary Kennelly, and we had a great time working with her, and I recommend her 100%. And we wanted, you know, we weren't sure about that tagline, right? That was our old tagline. And you had said that to me a few months ago. And when we finalized it this week, I kept it anonymous that it was you. I said, you know, I got some feedback that this is actually pretty good. I think <laughs> that's so, genius. Well, we kept it again. We, we kept it. Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and that, was, and that was all you. And although I didn't tell them that, um, I said, you know, I got some feedback from someone and, and they like this and I trust their gut. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, so, I always yeah. think about like the med centers, different taglines or they've been all over the place, but it's like, you know, we're with you 365, 24, seven, 365, or we have your back or whatever, which is all good. But the one that is actually my favorite that we use is our mission, your health. The yeah. end. Like, yep. boom, that's it. Boom. That's it. That's it. And yep. that, you know, your, that little, that your little tagline, your, your vision mission statement, it's just beautiful. It's all in one thing. Like, what do we do? Well, we enrich island life. We are That's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, of course, and as far as marketing and branding goes, you know, to use Block Island in your tagline, you can probably sell a couple of t-shirts. I should probably get that printed up. You should get going. Well, yeah. that new logo that you have, it's, good, um, it? it's awesome. And yeah. you, you had mentioned this last week, but like, um, what, who would have thought that like that tree? I know was going to be actually what this year was all about because you guys can't come inside. <laughs> so I know it's crazy, right? That's one of those like moments where, yeah, I've I, 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 that has been a theme for me with COVID. Like, and I think I've talked about it on the uh, show before, like what, what did we do right that we could build on? 
And what did we not get done that really we're just going to have to let go of now because there's no way we can catch up, right? Like, so thank gosh, we invested in our website two years yeah. ago and upgraded that, right? Because that's how people are finding us and connecting with us and getting information and us giving information. And thank goodness we had an Instagram account and thank goodness we had a Facebook account. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, we did a logo that's about outside. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy to me. Yeah, that's very fitting. Yeah. So before I was telling you, um, you know, how proud I am, I'm actually very proud of that plan. And in all seriousness, it is a plan that we can sustain that keeps my staff safe and reduces their um, anxiousness about coming into town, coming to a job, coming... Um, and dealing with the public, I think, I, I, I think it's reducing, right? It's still, we're still in the new stages of it, but this outside library plan is really, I feel something that we can do and something that we can handle. And I think that's really important. Like we don't have to totally give up on our missions or our summer or our tourist season even, right? We don't have to give up on that. We just have to be creative and, and stay safe. Right. Yeah. And I think we had such an example of that. I know you must have had a wing ding of a week. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, and I, I, you know, initiated this and said, let's do a podcast this week. Meanwhile, like you probably could have used a day off. But <laughs> I'm thankful that you agreed because. I think that is also one of our goals, right? You and I wanted to be there for our community, to, um, to start a community conversation during COVID, during shelter in place and carry it forward. And I wanna say to people, what I learned this week from you know a case on Block Island and I don't know what else is out there, or, but really mask wearing, washing your hands and social distancing is gonna keep you pretty safe. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that is, that is correct. Yeah, that's it. Like, and so I want to become that tourist destination where people say, hey, let's go out there. They wear masks. It's totally safe. And we had such a great time. Right. That's, right. that's my goal. I want to get that message out there. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, we did have a wing day of a week, to use yeah. your word. Yeah. Um, I have to give so much props to the staff we have up there at the medical center. I mean, they are incredible humans. Like I cannot even tell you the amount of times the phone rang this week. It was astronomical. And yeah. those folks at the, the front desk, they answered every question to the best of their ability in a yeah. polite way. They found answers within a matter of, you know, days of that test coming or not even like hours of that test coming back positive. We had a mass testing we had the Department yeah. of Health there <laughs> two days. We had them expand to three days starting next week. They can do up to 90 uh, asymptomatic tests, you know, for little old Black Island. And yeah. for people who, who don't understand, you know, we have one confirmed case right now. So one active case. I mean, look at the rest of the state. Yeah. They have a lot more. Yeah, or and, the country. Or the country. And our Department of Health is investing three days of volunteer, like, yeah. testing here, 
doing yeah. 30 tests a day. I mean, we are, I know people are freaked out, but man, are we lucky? Yeah. Yep. We are lucky. I saw that come through. And I have to say, like, initially that was like mixed feelings for me. I was yeah. like, uh-oh, are we in trouble? Or no, they're just taking care of us. They are taking care of us. They're offering us that, you know, extra level of comfort. Um, but I think what's important to remember and something that we've been talking a lot about this week is that we, even with testing, testing is just one of the tools in the toolbox, but it's not the answer. So, you know, when we think about like, we still have to follow all those precautions, regardless of whether or not we have a positive or a negative test or we didn't get tested. We still have to live our life the same way of practicing the social distancing, wearing the mask, washing the hands. And if you are not sick, if you are sick, if you're not feeling well, you have to act as if you might have COVID. You know, just stay away from people. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's what we need to be doing right now. Yeah. And if you get a positive test, you know, nine times out of 10, it's not gonna change what you're about to do. You're gonna have to stay away from people. <laughs> you're gonna isolate. You're gonna right. keep doing all the things you're doing. You're gonna monitor your health. So. You know, I think just continuing to let people know that we have the resources available, but that does not mean that we all need to go get tested today and continue to do that every week. That's not going to really change our life, you know. When we live somewhere small, you know, we feel connected to that. Yeah. And, and so my question all week was not about the test so much, but like, how do you feel? Right. Like, how do you feel? Like, don't run there and try to schedule your appointment. And like, you know, do you feel okay? Like, do you, do you think, so? you know, did you, did you go out and do something risky? Right? Like, right. yeah, exactly what you just said. Like, just, I think we just need to put our masks on, wash our hands and, and, and stay home a lot. And that can, that can get complicated for us, right? We live somewhere where, you know, our friends and neighbors actually need us to go out and eat at their restaurant and um, have a cocktail at their bar, but there has, to, there needs to be balance there. And, you know, you, you are so always clear on this, like, is this an opportunity or it, this is an opportunity, not is this, this is an opportunity to reevaluate that. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go down and get a sandwich at Three Sisters. Why? Because I love them. But also because it's important to show, you know, it's important to show the local support. It's important to go and do things within reason. Yeah. You know, I'm going to use all the precautions, but I'm going to still go there. Yeah. And I think it's, it's an important, it's an important thing. Like you're saying that we're supporting our friends and neighbors and that we're modeling good behavior. We're standing up for our community. And oh, by the way, I think we need to require people to follow the same you know, rules or follow, live up to the standards that our year round community is trying to live up to, which is yeah. being kind and respectful and supportive and being safe through wearing our masks, <laughs> you know, everywhere yeah. we go, we're in our masks because we know our neighbors and we care about them. And even though you visiting us might not know us personally, we really wish you act like you'd act like you did <laughs> because we need you. We need you to be on board with this plan. Yeah, we need you to act like you knew us. Yeah, you know. 
Yeah, and, and, and this idea of like, you know, the other thing that's really struck me this week is this idea of like, we were so good all winter, right? We, we're priding ourselves on that. We, we are supermarket closed and we did pickup and they worked so hard to make sure that we could have food through that pickup service. And, you know, places that are open in early spring did not open and we had shelter in place and we wore gloves to go to the post office and we wore masks and, and we, none of us had it, right? Like we, we probably were safe then, right? And now all of a sudden it's such a, we're so inundated with a different type of behavior I get that that's hard for people. I get that that's frustrating. Yeah, it is. And I think other places have different standards or way of approaching it. And honestly, I think that's very much linked to the fact that other places, other communities have different resources. We simply just do not have the resources to take care of people were we to get a massive amount of sick people. So that does very much reflect in our behavior. We're conscious of that. And so that you know, is how we carry ourselves. People who come here, they don't necessarily get that. They don't get that, like, if we make our elderly neighbors sick and they're, you know, they get very sick, they have to go somewhere else and they might never come back. And wouldn't that be a terrible way to go? Like, for me, that's sort of my worst case scenario when I think about how this could affect this community. And that is where I sort of get a little bit protective of the of our year-round folks and say hey listen like you got to level up and you have to be you have to respect us by following the protocols that we've put in place yeah and and that's for sure what drove my outdoor library plan for sure yeah like you know people say when are you going to be open and i like in my head i say hopefully for our open holiday house, right? Our open house at the holiday season. Like that's my goal, right? I do have a senior patronage. I do have, um, you know, all of us, right? We live with a population that's aging, aging in place on Block Island. It's been one of our long-term goals here. Lots of agencies and people work on this, this idea of aging in place. We respect that. We work both your organization and mine work towards that. Um, why we're not going to give up on that now? No, no. And you know what I'm impressed with. This is my question to you because knowing what I do about the library, like what services are people missing out on right now? I know. Not, like what well, can they not do? They can't pee here. Okay. All right. <laughs> fair. You can't really pee anywhere right now. <laughs> like unless it's your home, right. you can't pee. Anywhere there yeah no, no can't pee here um no you know what we we're offering just about everything what you can't do and what we pride ourselves on again is we're we're a browsing library so you you could show up at our building and not necessarily know what you wanted to read and we 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 we, we encourage browsing we encourage you to explore in the library and to go to a section that you thought you wanted to read a book on, but actually you found this instead, you know? So that's browsing librarianship. What we've become in some ways, not 100%, is um, very old fashioned and it's called closed stacks. And it was when libraries were private and you weren't allowed in. And you actually went to the librarian and asked for books and they went and got them for you. And that was closed stack librarianship. And it's kind of what we're doing now. So. The only thing you're really missing is browsing. But I have to say, we're trying to fulfill the browsing 
um, you know, need or browsing, um, you know, that, that desire that people have around books uh, with our book sale books. Everybody has been cleaning out their books. You know, dur during COVID, I think the whole world on Block Island cleaned out their bookcase and we have all of those books and we're trying to quarantine them. The state law, uh, state offices want us to quarantine books and materials for 72 hours. So we have like piles of books everywhere. Um, and we're trying to get those out on the front lawn as well so that you can browse and it's working. People are buying those and browsing. So that's about it. We did this cool thing this week. I don't know if all of our listeners can imagine this, but we have a side entrance where you know, you come in the outside door and then there's still an interior door that you go through. So there's a little room right there and we made it a private meeting room. So if someone did need to meet, you know, quietly for a job interview or maybe take a test and you didn't want to do that on our front lawn, we're even providing a little indoor meeting room space at this point. That's very cool. Yeah, it was very cool. And, and of course, so we cleaned it out. We cleaned out all the book sale books that were donated because that was one of our staging areas. We'd shuffle them in the door, quarantine them there for a few days and then shuffle them into the building. But we cleaned that out. We put a cute desk in there and a couple of chairs. And we even put some curtains up so that they're not disturbed by people coming to the door and wondering if it's open kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And now, like, all of us are like, can that be my office? Right. Hey, that's that pretty there. cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, this is kind of nice in here. Everybody, we put, and the curtains are like lace. Everybody's like, it's so pretty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what I love about your setup is it's really sort of like, like you said, libraries of old, but sort of puts the library in this position of really being like the curator of knowledge, you know, like, yeah. which is kind of sort of a beautiful and romanticized ideal. But you come in and you say, I want a book. And, you know, Susanna goes, what do you like? <laughs> and then she goes in and she comes out with like some options for you, some things you may yeah. want to read. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's fun. And you know where that's really funny is in the kid's window. Oh, I bet. The, kid, the kid's window, we have this cute kid's garden out there. And again, like, so two years ago, two years ago, we, we started a program with Kim Gaffett, um, let me see if I can do this. Sometimes I can do this. She is the Ocean View Foundation naturalist with the Block Island Nature Conservancy Program. Whew. Yeah, I've been working with her for years. I've been practicing that. So um, Kim comes and we do this healthy kids inside and out. We take kids outside on an out, outdoor adventure and you get to spend time with Kim Gaffett and she talks about nature and we just, whatever we find, we talk about. Sometimes we pick up seaweed. Sometimes we find... Um, you know, elk, well, whelk or elk, I don't even know what those are, you know, mermaid purses, whelk cases or something, Yeah. Um, you know, or flowers, or one time we planted um, uh, milkweed, and boy, has that garden grown, so we planted this milkweed garden, again, we have this awesome milkweed garden, it smells delicious, delicious, you're out on our front lawn using the library, and you get to smell this milkweed, like, it's beautiful, yeah. But one of the things that we did is we always would collect things and then bring them back to the library and talk about what we found. And at the end of our season of Healthy Kids, because we don't run it in summer, we run it during the school year. Kim made one of those like, um, you know, up at the Ocean View, she does those stepping stone things with the cement 
and she puts found things into cement. Well, she made us a flower-shaped bird bath, right? Oh, cool. It's totally cool. And she and we've been feeding birds. So then we started feeding the birds out in that back corner. And then we started, we planted some mint out there this year. And well, that turns out to be the outdoor children's garden now, right? But two years ago, we started working on that. Who knew that that was going to like come into play like it is right now? Yeah. I mean, this it's, it's very wild. cool. It's very, it's very cool. So we crank open that kid's room window, which is pretty much um, you know, floor to ceiling. So you, you, and Morgan is standing there, right? The children's librarian, who's everybody's favorite. She's right there. And, um, or, you know, another staff person is there. The kids can come up to the window and ask for things. And then that becomes a riot because they're like, I like butterflies. <laughs> so you run and you get all the butterfly books and you're like this one, or they'll ask you for something like yesterday. We got like, I want a book on warships. We were like, how about pirates? <laughs> Not sure we have a kid's book on warships. How about peace? How about a peace book? <laughs> but the kids are a riot out there. Like what they're asking for. I like dragons. Got it. Be Got back. it. Yep. Be back. Be right back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a certain amount of, you know, of course, browsing is fun, but that back and forth and that engagement is also really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not it's not a loss. It's just sort of a different way of doing things that can also be just as cool. Yeah. And again, so, uh, you know, I took a kid back there. I said, have you been back? Cause we're trying to service the kids out that window and adults out the front. Right. And we want them to find that space. We've like, you know, there's chalk out there and you can, we, we found some cool big logs and we sort of made it safe. So nobody can park really close to that space so they can use the chalk and the, parking lot there and there's plants and chairs and it's really in a picnic table and all of that. But I, so I took somebody back there. I said, have you seen where you go for your stuff? And she thought, you know, for a little kid, it was like this secret garden, you know, yeah. her eyes were like, this is so cool. And her <laughs> eyes got big. And I was like, I know, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, sometimes I feel like it's like clubhouse, like clubhouse librarianship or a fort, right? Like mm -hmm. you need forts. But, you know, back to that idea of like, it's fun and it's working and you're right. We're offering almost every service that we have. We're lucky it's summer, right? Like, thank goodness, because we wouldn't be doing that in winter. We wouldn't be treating, you know, greeting you out the door in winter. It'd be, that wouldn't work. So we're, you know, we're lucky that it's this season and all of that. But again, it's more about taking care of our community. For me, it's, yeah. it's more about this plan keeps my staff safe and keeps my community safe. And mm -hmm. that is really what drives this for me and why I do it now and why I go to do it through July and while, you know, maybe I'll do it through August. We'll see. So what, um, for people who don't know, what are your hours now? What are you doing? What's your schedule? Uh, our schedule is Tuesdays and Wednesdays, Fridays and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And Thursday nights, 5 to 7. Awesome. Yeah, and the Thursday night, it just, again, lucky and coincidence, is when the Black Lives Matter march happens. Yep. So every week we're out there standing in solidarity with that march. Um, which is, feels great for all of us, but also, 
you know, people are in town for the march and they can come to the library after, and they have been. And so that was good too. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, yeah. you guys are doing a lot of really cool things and hats off to you for, you know, continuing to think creatively in this time. Yeah. And, and hats off for you. You brought us through a long week. Well, you know, I, my role is mostly operational and the, the people on the ground are doing a lot. Yeah. Um, I just want to say also like how impressed I am about the amount of updates, the amount of information we're getting out. It's unprecedented, you know, for us to yes. give you that, give this many updates to the public. Dr. Yeah. Warcup, the man records YouTube videos like at least once a week. <laughs> I mean, that's like, yeah. it's kind of wild. I give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, yes, that has been excellent. And you can hear, um, well, I hope you're hearing, and I hope he's hearing how really grateful everyone in the community is about that. Um, yeah, I, I hear I think, that, you know, he's, he's getting a lot of props as he should um, for that. Cause you know, myself being a bit of a YouTuber these days, like that, that is a commitment. I, I owe the public a YouTube update, but haven't quite gotten there yet. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I bet it's the last thing anybody really wants to do, but he seems to, he embraces it. And, um, you know, let's not forget he just started in May. So it's like, this has been a heck of a ride. <laughs> I know. It sure has. Started yeah. in May and made it through July 4th. You know, that's, that's pretty good. He's still standing. Still standing. Yep. Still standing. Um, what's your dump run? Oof. Man, I haven't been to the dump in a couple weeks. So... Um, so you got dad doing the dump run for you? So basically, like, my dad is going to the dump. That's what's happening. <laughs> so that's my dump run, not dump running. <laughs> not dump running. Yeah. My dump run is I am, and everybody thinks I'm crazy, but I am tempted to cut my own hair. Dude, do it. I know. Thank you. What's the, what's the big deal? First of all, you have curly hair. Right. It's not so, going to show if I botch it. Here's but, yeah. the problem. I'm left-handed, and when I was growing up, they didn't have left-handed scissors, so I'm not very good with scissors. <laughs> well, you should just, what about some clippers? <laughs> Shave that right down. Like, really? Cut it, cut it? A summer cut. I don't know. I've been YouTubing curly haircuts, and I really feel like I could do it. Uh, just a trim, not like a cut. I'm not going to use James's clippers or whoever's clippers he used, Cole's clippers. But <laughs> I think I might do a little trim this weekend. Yeah, why not? I might brave it. I might brave it. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You have to call somebody in to fix it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I can make it. Yeah, we did some, some pretty jacked up things to my hair during quarantine and survived. Really? You do your own hair? I know, not anymore, but Jamie pretty much cut my hair. She cut it like probably two or three times during quarantine because I'm like a every four weeks oh, haircut person. Yeah. And she was. And she did know, it. She did it, but I mean, it, it was dicey. There were moments where I was like, wowzer, this could be bad. And I was like halfway expecting to find a big blotch on my head, but none of that <laughs> happened. And nobody noticed, or at least nobody said anything. So that was nice. We were in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't see anybody. So that was probably it. That's always helpful. Yeah. <laughs>
Wake Up Well is produced by Dry Brush Studios. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to get involved in the conversation or offer comments or suggestions, please email us at wakeupwellblockisland at gmail.com. Thanks.